Is this the show? Are we showing right now? How's it going? <laughs> it's going okay. How's it going with you? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I'm uh, sitting amongst a bunch of uh, things that have come off the shelf. Um, we're just doing a little spring cleaning pre-spring so that we don't have to do spring cleaning during spring break, which is next week. It's, you, it, spring cleaning is for people who've been shut up inside during the winter. You yeah. live in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's still winter. <laughs> just because I have uh, only wore a long sleeve shirt twice this year um, doesn't mean that, that the uh, calendar doesn't claim winter. You're just going to take advantage of the the sort of time of the season. Mm-hmm. Right. For loving. And, yes. You know, cleaning up your sty. Right. <laughs> hey, wh- how dare you? I can call it a sty. You can't call right. it a sty. It's offensive. <laughs> Even though it is. Offensive. Sort to, of. Offensive to sty livers. Yes. <laughs> hey, that's our word. <laughs> we can- Sorry. We, we've that's, got a shelf with... That, is um, also, that, is, that joke is also offensive. I'll cut that part out. <laughs> we've got a shelf that has hundreds of CDs on it. Well, it had, um, <laughs> yes. but it's even though it is attached to the wall appropriately with the strap, um, still kind of dangerous for a baby that likes to uh, now reach for things and take things. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I put it in my thinking machine. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's, for, for many months, she takes things uh, like CDs off and carries them around and leaves them other places. Um, <laughs> we're like, you know what? She's going to start trying to climb this thing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to remove it. We we're uh, taking stuff out. We put a bunch of CDs in a box. Mm-hmm. And then I, of course, went, oh, wait, I want to listen to that CD, which I haven't listened to in years. Yeah. And it ended up being, you know, like the second to last CD in the very last stack after a, a whole box had been packed. At any rate, during the search, uh, the baby was pulling things out, pulling CDs out of the box and throwing them down. <laughs> like, oh, picking them up, <laughs> yes. throwing them down into, you know, as uh, another box was being filled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, uh, you don't have to throw them. You just pick them up and set them down. But yeah, it's a weird no? phenomenon. It's like uh, when I was working at the store and kids wanted to help with the groceries, they would fling them onto the counter. Mm-hmm. Just And the parents would <laughs> say, no, no, just just do it gently. Smash. <laughs> yep. Like, uh, all right. I am doing it gently. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Smash. <laughs> I'm helping. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I was generally amused. Parents were Mm -hmm. less so most most of the time. (laughs) I wasn't amused by the smashing. I was I was amused that they wanted to help and that you know it didn't matter to me how slow they were. Mm -hmm. I made an hourly wage. (laughs) Well, CDs are relatively not indestructible, but uh, pretty pretty tough. Mm -hmm. And the cases are uh, certainly replaceable. Yeah, but not tough at all. (laughs) Constantly breaking. Yeah. The spindle holders in particular. Oh, that, yes. Stupid yes. little tines. No, that's why I said CDs rather than CD boxes. Yeah. Aha! Mm-hmm. Vindicated. Why don't you rip those things? Why don't you rip those things? I would if they were in my possession. Oh, really? Oh, well, I've got a couple boxes to send you. It might cost about $500 in shipping because they're uh, freaking heavy. But, <laughs> okay, um, but w- when you do that, you're going to have to send me a CD drive that I can plug into my computer because I, ha- I don't have one anymore. 
Okay, well, never mind then. <laughs> I'm going to cut this part out of her. <laughs> you made a... Uh, we had a pact. Uh-huh. <laughs> they... They got unlimited bandwidth, and now like the show went totally downhill. It's just, <laughs> oh, it's just an or, hour. It's an hour of nothing. Talking about their moving and packing and cleaning <laughs> practices. I think we need to go into a different category. This show sucks. Podcast, right? Home is, improvement. Is, <laughs> is there a cleaning category? I don't. Probably. Self help. Now I know um, you can't see this, but what you want to do is squirt the cleaner once, twice, three times. On an unused portion of the towel. Now I fold it in half. I got, I got carried yep. away there, everybody. Insert clip of the anal retentive chef. <laughs> oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, this stovetop could use a lick and a promise while we're at it. So how do we clean? Well, we take our bucket, but first let's remove the food products. Because we don't want to get any caustic substances on the food, of course. Okay, so we're ready to clean. And oh, we've got our glove to protect us. And we've got a clean white cloth and abrasive cleanser. None of that non-abrasive cleanser for us. Just good old-fashioned cleanser. That'll get us started. I think I'll clean these cabinets while I'm at it. And oh, look at this. Aluminum foil is filthy. I'm going to have to replace that. So we might as well pull that up right now. I don't know when I cleaned that last. I'd hate to think. And God knows what those mop boards look like. But we start at the top and clean down so as not to this drip. Been cooking with the anal-retentive chef. <laughs> might watch that show see the, people would watch that show if it was only a four minute sketch yeah that's why we liked it mm-hmm. a half hour of that would be maddening oh yeah hey speaking of uh all downhill from there <laughs> um is that one of those misnomers or well it's not really let's see misnomer i don't know if that's the right term for a something like that where it's kind of like low man on the totem pole uh <laughs> turns out to be the most important oh Right, you know, like when you found out, oh, actually, the low man on the totem pole is supporting the rest of the tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the wor- the worst place to be in, or rather the um, least important person, is actually the top of the totem pole. Yeah. Um, in other words, as you said earlier, it's all downhill from there. Well, that's mm-hmm. the easy thing. Um, so it shouldn't be at all uphill from there. Trying I think to work it depends on... I suspect it's a, it's, it's a metaphor for Sisyphus or something similar, where you're trying mm-hmm. to get up the hill. Mm-hmm. You uh, you can only go down. Fair enough. The last time I heard a Sisyphus reference, um, I think, it was, actually it was probably on Jeopardy, but before that was in a faculty meeting. Some uh, English teacher was, this is pre-language arts, by the way, call back to last week's show, mm-hmm. um, was mentioning something. And something. He said, so we're just like Sisyphus now. <laughs> <laughs> I think not too many people knew what he was talking about. Mm. He was probably proud of that fact. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm not sure. He's he was. Oh, he was the librarian. Now that I think about, it. yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was. Well then, I'm trying to think of who he would look like. But anyway, sweater vest, bow tie, uh, glasses, and beard. He was uh-huh. very um, into the role. <laughs> sure. Well, I, I mean, if you're a librarian, why not? Mm-hmm. A lot of them are. Yeah. So. Um, I just I was just thinking maybe it is um, misapplied because uh, people use ah, it in a misapplied. positive way. Mm-hmm. So it's all downhill from here, meaning. It's like, oh, good. The hard part's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but people have used it in a way to, to people use it. To, the show's been going downhill since blah. Mm-hmm. So maybe those are two different sort of metaphors that yeah. um, have have become conflated. I don't know. See, now we have to look it up. And we, we can't because we're doing a show. Well, 
that leads show me notes. to our <laughs> that leads me to our first topic um, very nicely. This is your show. Uh, about so I, I know um, not enough about these things. Crazy private school learning that we were uh, uh, forced to endure for a while. Oh, us. That, yeah, that I know about. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> let's, let's start with that fifth grade place. That was the worst, I think. <laughs> eh, I think so. That was probably the worst, uh, where they're actually trying to teach us clearly wrong information, mm-hmm. um, especially that Latin. Ugh. So <laughs> The French was much worse. <laughs> I, do you think? I do. Well, the Latin was wrong, though. Like, she was teaching us wrong words. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, like, the numbers. Okay. She taught us 1 through 10. She was mm, ostensibly teaching us 1 through 10. Mm-hmm. And any of you Latin speakers out there will know right away, uh, this is what I learned. We have a unus, sizable contingent oh, of Latin yes. aficionados, I, I'm sure. So, unus, duo, tres, quatuor, quinque, <laughs> uh, sex, Septum, octum, novum, decim. Yeah. Okay. Well, most of those are like first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. Sure. Rather than one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So she was a, oh, how shall I put it? Dumbass <laughs> for, you know, pretending to teach us Latin. Let's not be unkind. Ignoramus. <laughs> well, I would put it to you at very least willful ignoramus. Mm-hmm. As is the style of those times for churchy private schools, a.k.a. private churchy schools. Mm-hmm. So that was horrible. <laughs> I remember the t- last thing that she uh, made me do mm-hmm. was <laughs> she gave me a thousand word composition or 2000 or something like that mm-hmm. on the topic of responsibility. <laughs> and uh, I, I was late. And so she got mad and she said, all right, young man, you now have a 4,000 word composition <laughs> on the topic of responsibility. And, and my buddy Dustin, who sat in front of me, turned around and made, made a grimace at me. <laughs> the, literal, the, uh, sh- the collar pulling guy. Ooh. <laughs> but not actually pulling his collar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a uh, religious school, Christian uh, private school. Yep. And we had chapel, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, it was like a mini church ceremony. Every day. Uh-huh. Uh, for, fortunately, we got to sit in the very back row every day because we were always late. Yeah. <laughs> every day. Yeah. And therefore, but, we got to see that yes. teacher who was also the organist. I just told this story to, to Megan <laughs> a couple of days ago. <laughs> Because the, the uh, sermonettes were always so boring, she would fall asleep every In, time. Insert clip of, uh, <laughs> of Reverend Lovejoy talking about constancy. <laughs> Our sermon today is on constancy. And as much as we are over by dint of our application of these principles, we can learn instances of constancy. Sweet constancy. <laughs> it was like that. Yes. Uh, uh, so, so go ahead. And, uh, well, she would fall never. asleep on the organ. So every <laughs> every once in a while, the, uh, the principal would be droning on and in a similar fashion. And you would just hear this. And we would start. We'd all startle and look over and she would jerk up and <laughs> reposition herself. Yeah. Yes. That was uh, <laughs> the only amusing moment 
at that entire school. <laughs> uh, the said organist, uh, the aforementioned organist, was also our quote-unquote French teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so we, we recall her, uh, shall we say it in unison, <laughs> the word that she insisted we form our mouths exactly like hers. <clears throat> in three, two, one. Monsieur. Also, her pronunciation for desk was pipitre. Yes. And she wanted us to roll our R's. Which you have to. We, we knew was wrong. And then after she was fired, we got an actual French person. <laughs> this French woman, woman from France, was uh, the new French teacher. And everybody mm. in the class went, oh, when she started oh, teaching us proper pronunciation. And so then I figured I'd bring it up on her show. You know, sort of recall. Mm-hmm. I can't hear that phrase without hearing that journey song. Mm-hmm. Don't stop believing. No. <laughs> Do you recall? Do you recall? From a day. We were together. And things got in our way. That's the, ah. that's how it goes. So. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the show. It's just called Two Brothers. <laughs> and I am James. I'm Marcus. And um, you're, you're you're witnessing our final show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we're going to check ourselves into a mental hospital after this. <laughs> if you don't hear the show for a few months, uh, that's why. Well, what seems to be the problem? I'm just sad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was remembering my childhood, and then suddenly... <laughs> <laughs> I I published it on the internet and, and mm. oh god let's uh let's go right in here. Uh, I'll be uh, crying I, in a ball in the closet. I, you, you might need to edit this show. <laughs> I vote for complete excision. <laughs> um let's talk about something different like for example maybe uh self-driving cars. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to talk about so Okay, this is your show because um I I have not researched this really. I I've read many articles but I you know, it's it's all scattered here or there. So, sell me. I, I've, <laughs> Educate I've, me. Uh, Go. I've I've put this on our um, potential topics list a couple of weeks now, and we've put it put it off. Um, I love the idea of self driving cars. Um, <laughs> I am expecting it to be a reality in the mass market very soon, um, sooner than a lot of people are are realizing. All these details are coming out. For many example, people, many people are saying it started with my I love the idea of uh, Tesla. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Elon Musk's uh, startup there is fantastic. Well, what do you? I don't. Car. What do you love about it? I don't know what you mean. Well, but Tesla or self-driving cars? Yeah, Tesla. Or both. No, no, well, I'm on board with the self-driving world, cars. We can. All right, it's the we'll world's safest car. The Model S is the world's safest car. <laughs> okay. Uh, it broke the the um, testing devices as far as their scale. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to crush it, and it broke the machine that was trying to crush. The car. I see. Uh, that's probably uh, hyperbole, but crash it, wise, it, crash wise. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Despite the guy um, who died. What? Despite the dude who uh, went under the truck and died. Oh, that's that's not the car's fault. <laughs> he <laughs> he said it was the safest pilot. car. It is the safest car. <laughs> it's not impervious to you know. It's not indestructible. Well, you. I don't know. You were trying. It seemed like you were just you were about to sell me that <laughs> that it was uncrushable. No, oh, no, it just it just broke the scale that they went, you know, and their five star uh, crash rating right. consumer reports or whoever. Not the, the top part. Not the top part. <laughs> the top part with the glass. Is... 
Uh, Still dangerous. If you are driving 90 plus miles an hour into a semi truck, then yes, I'm sure any vehicle that you try to get into uh, will, um, you know, yes. not make you uh, what do you call it? Survive. <laughs> I was, I wasn't. I'm not sure he was driving that fast, but point. point I am. To ex- I am absolutely sure he was driving that point fast. Uh, because I I read about that, but um, <laughs> it, the autopilot was not engaged. Yeah. Um, and so it's not. It wasn't the car's fault. Okay. okay, so that I think became initially, a whole thing about anti-Tesla. Yeah, I think initially BS. it was reported that he might have been snoozing on autopilot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so fake news uh, <laughs> that got spread before the um, before Tesla had a chance to review the uh, the data. Yeah, and then they found out the you know the truth. Uh, anyway, so when my daughter has reached driving age, I hope that it will just be riding age because. <laughs> um, if she doesn't have to think about it, then that's a fantastic thing. I would absolutely trust my safety to uh, computer drivers mm-hmm. far more than the idiots uh, we call humans that are in control of cars now. So the I computer would... doesn't get tired. It is always watching, and it has mm-hmm. eyes all the way around uh, 100% of the time. So, mm-hmm. yes, there could be glitches, but there are way more glitches in humans. Uh, that's why we have 30,000 deaths on the hi- our highways every year. Right. So... It is you, a, human drivers. It is um, an overlooked uh, aspect of driving, for sure. That the incredible amount of, of deaths on the highway, per mile driven, even. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I agree with some provisos. Um, I don't think they've solved the weather problem yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's still difficult for for the lidar and, and whatever other visual systems have you know come sure. about. Sure. But I think a lot of people in criticizing self-drivers, <laughs> self-driving cars, mm-hmm. um, are thinking that they would be on the road with them. And I'm going out the other side. I'm saying I am interested in living in, in a city where uh, human-driven cars are not allowed on the roads. <laughs> <laughs> At least not on the, you know, the major roads of, of the city. Yeah. That you would be able to sort of take it out to the highway. Um, Maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure uh, there will be a long transition period. Uh, but yes, ins- for sure. inside, say, city limits mm-hmm. and, you know, extended suburbs, probably mm-hmm. the same, only self-driving cars would be allowed. If yeah, you yeah. do that, they have the opportunity to not only, you know, keep you safe inside, but um, eliminate most or all traffic mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they can talk to each other. They can move right. in sync and they can, yeah, yeah. you know coordinate they can yeah yeah they can uh, assess the flow and, and adjust accordingly as a system uh, citywide sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, insert clip of red barchetta here Yeah, that's a counter argument for the <laughs> that song <laughs> for the other side. Yeah, I, and I get it. I, I I'm I understand the romance of mm-hmm. um, driving a country road, uh, being on the open highway, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I it's, did drive a red Barchetta once. Um, it wasn't really; it was a Mazda Miata, but it was red, uh, <laughs> and uh, it was super fun. We drove it from mm-hmm. my, my our um, let's see, my boss at the time, and and his wife, and then we we drove. Uh, where do we go? We went from. I think we went to Tombstone from mm-hmm. Tucson, and he let me drive his his Miata, 
it was really fun. I mean, but, that's why the Car Talk guys always advocated them. They they agreed. Yeah, a, a reliable and really fun car. Yeah, um, and I'm a big guy and I fit just fine. It was uh, surprisingly surprisingly good. But uh, I don't need. To, uh, <laughs> um, I. <laughs> That's a good one. You got me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't need to do that. And especially now, <laughs> you know, when I was a teenager, I did, you know, stupid, ridiculous, uh, <laughs> fun at the moment things that turned, uh, that could have turned, uh, gone horribly wrong, uh, numerous times coming home from school and taking the dirt road <laughs> or driving Steve's bug through the wash. <laughs> right. And, uh, I, I remember, um, coming home or being home. And our stepdad looked in the engine compartment one time. It was like practically solid dirt. <laughs> He's like, what happened? And I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, man. That was, that was one of the first times I noticed that there were consequences to my actions. Yes, uh, yeah. I'm sure. That's, I mean, I have shit to do. I, <laughs> I can't be driving in traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The romance of the open road really takes a turn when you're stuck in a line you know, coming back from Las Vegas, creeping mm-hmm. along at two miles an hour. Yeah, but also... lucky. And, you know, um, LA freeways inching mm-hmm. forward, you know, gas break. Let, we'll, we'll do the Homer thing. <laughs> I pity those poor suckers on the freeway. Gas break, hog. Gas break, hog. Hog, hog, punch. Gas, gas, gas. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I got books to read. I And... and I mean, if it comes to that, I'd like to look out the window. Absolutely. I was going to bring that up because I don't, I don't want to do the act of driving. I don't like the act of driving um, when we're in a, uh, say, touristy area. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else gets to, to look out the road and I'm, you know, trying to stay on the road well, uh, I, I, on, on a mountain pass or whatever. I'm like, I, 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 I want to look too. I have to keep everyone else alive. Yeah. It's I don't want that responsibility anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, yeah, exactly. I don't like uh, you throwing know, up my hands. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Self like the... I'm all about it. Bring them on. I don't like. <laughs> we'll call this the interruption show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more uh, awake than usual. That's the uh, difference. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not as sleepy. That's all right. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't enjoy the physical act of driving more than seeing what I'm driving through. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Anyway, um, so Tesla has the autopilot that they're, they're slowly rolling out. Um, right. Cadillac has come out with their Super Cruise, and <laughs> it did a thing like a commercial the other day. Eat your heart out, Tesla. I'm like, give me a break. Um, Nissan has their ProPilot. Uh, You're BMW. just a Tesla apologist. That's the, that's why. There's no apology necessary. Anti, it's the world's safest car. Anti-Cadillac. That's true. Um, <laughs> But uh, BMW and Mercedes have their stuff. Ford has lane assist. You know, everybody's coming mm-hmm. out with, uh, and and auto, um, what do they call it? Like auto emergency braking. Yeah. And they've got their uh, GM also auto parallel think, parking. Right? GM, GM's got a program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, everybody's got some form of autopiloting yeah. uh, already. And that's not and, even to mention the giant Waymo. Oh, yes. The little pod cars. Yes. Yes. They're trying to. Yeah. Because they're here in Arizona even trying very hard to um, open their own niche. Mm-hmm. And completely, I think, completely uh, start as a self-driving car, whereas Tesla has that as a feature, right. um, but it's not the only, it's still a normal car driving, well, driving experience. Isn't Waymo what Google's um, self-driving car program became? Oh, is that how that came about? I did not realize, uh, just sort of appeared. 
So that so. makes a lot of sense to me because I thought it looked like the same kind of pod car. Um, it, I mean, there's only so many uh, efficient wind tunnel shapes that yeah. you can <laughs> squeeze out. Sure, sure. That's why they all started to look the same cars. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's another. Here's a sort of a side. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, not tangent, but uh, related topic. Mm -hmm. um, you're, as a father, as a relatively new father... Are you as a parent, I feel that... <laughs> yes. mm -hmm. I feel unqualified to speak on the following topic. Mm -hmm. um, are, are you finding yourself more concerned about like safety issues and things you hadn't been before as much? No, I, I don't think so. I, I think hmm. it was more of an, uh, of an age thing, a realization that ah, I don't I care about that other... <laughs> right. uh, crap <laughs> you know as i see eh, let's get slightly political mm -hmm. now as i've matured and or paid started paying more attention to the political landscape uh i turned toward thinking more about what kind of society i want to live in mm -hmm. versus not caring about that but uh, to circle back around i do think about safety more hence the original uh topic of you know taking down the cd rack because right. uh, you know i don't want it to fall on her but yeah, if she if she didn't have to worry about driving around and, and if she could be in a much safer vehicle um, and a much safer uh, driving experience or riding experience around with all the vehicles around her, not a bunch of crazies, insert Kramer. Go around, you bunch of crazies. <laughs> so I do think about safety more, but I was already, you know, leaning that way even before we had the baby. Well, there are also, you know, the other concerns that you mentioned, the the benefits that you see. Mm -hmm. And auto-driven, the auto-driven paradise that we're all <laughs> moving toward. Yeah. I, I think maybe it'll be an inner city thing at first. Well, it could be. You it won't could be go, able to drive into the inner city yourself. It, it, it'll be like, uh, say, Manhattan or mm -hmm. much of New York City where, um, you know, there's more taxis than private vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it could go like Uber, Lyft and whatnot could, uh, or Waymo could take yeah. over that um, sort of city driving. On it's the night... Difficult. I was going to say on the nightmare side, could mm. be Johnny Cab. <laughs> Man, I got five kids to feed. Oh, wait, he was not a Johnny Cab. <laughs> he was not. But, uh, it, it's going to be a little tougher You're in the Western. You're in a Johnny Cab. <laughs> it's going to be a little tougher in the uh, Western cities that are so sprawling, like, um, say, Phoenix and yeah, and so forth. But, uh, hey, worth it. Um, I think I would enjoy any commute mm -hmm. if I didn't have to actually drive it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, if there were tubes everywhere, I have, great. I have books to read. I have, mm -hmm. you know, social media to peruse. Heck yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. Blog posts to write. Yeah. All, all kinds of things I can think of to do. Yeah, I'm, jeal I, I, I'm jealous of the, uh, you know, in a sense of the, uh, at least, um, let's see. Well, like subway riders or bus riders, but not really because I have ridden the subway and I have ridden the bus. But, you know, in a, in a perfect situation of subway and bus non-dangerous, uh, non-scummy uh, <laughs> hmm. subway and bus, uh, if it was more common and more people used it, you know, more like the Japanese system, say, other than the, um, you know, sardine packing herp, aspect herp, of it. Herp. <laughs> is that all we got yeah that's it 
<laughs> I, I wanted to talk about BoJack because it, was, it has been really fantastic. I just want to say, briefly, maybe. We need um, to get to I'm, it uh, on the next show, but yeah, you can tease it here. I, I just, I've, I've been catching up and watching the last few episodes, and I'm mm-hmm. almost, I think I have one more to go. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I was, I'm just very affected by the show. I think it's... Yeah, uh, I, I knew you would be. I was too, by the way, but uh, I was ahead of you for a while. It's not only um, heartfelt and deeply human, ironically, uh, but it's also, uh, you know, kind of experimental. They're they're pushing boundaries mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. with uh, animation and mixing styles and sort of breaking tropes and doing uh, unusual things with it. It's uh, they just continue to push boundaries, and I, I really really like it and mm-hmm. highly recommend it. Absolutely, um, it it gets uh, really deep. Yeah, he goes to a very dark place, and uh, as does Princess Caroline. Uh, now that I think about it, sure. so yeah, season four is uh, is much deeper. Um, still, still really good, and still lots of hilarious moments. But uh, for for a period there, it gets uh, uh, very serious. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah, all praise to the writers and directors, and to Will Arnett and Amy Sedaris. They're really, really knocking it out of the park. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess I'll cut that part out about teasing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as much as I, 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 I love Rick and Morty, I really enjoy the show, sure, but it's, yeah. I, I don't think it's really in the same league mm-hmm. as, uh, as Bojack for, um, uh, honest examinations of, of human emotion. There's some darkness and there's some real, uh, engagement there in, mm-hmm. in Rick and Morty, but <laughs> it's a different I, it show. doesn't, I don't, yeah, it is. And it, it doesn't get to the kind of sustained, uh, heartache. Mm-hmm. You know the sustained emotional engagement that that Bojack does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, it, it, it was surprising to watch the the evolution. I think of the writers themselves mm-hmm. from the the first season to now, or yeah. season four. Um, yeah, I think it may have surprised them that they <laughs> allowed themselves to go there and that they were allowed to go there. Maybe I don't know. Sure, maybe. Watch commentary. Hmm. Well, that's a good point. I wonder. Um, can you get commentary online somewhere? I would on the DVDs. I doubt it. But are there DVDs? There DVDs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've entered a different world. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I was thinking about. Another evolution of Netflix is going to have to be yeah. multi-channel streaming of the same thing, you know, well, so the same show, or so could, just something like Beyond BoJack. You know, they, sure. they have yeah, Beyond yeah, yeah. Stranger Things. Now that's a, yeah. a, a, a welcome precedent, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would I'd like love that. to. I would love to watch an entire series of that or yeah. listen to it even. I don't know. If there's a podcast, God, that would be great. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I'm going to have to go look now. I'll put it in the show notes, everyone, if you're right. uh, <laughs> for the BoJack fans. Yeah. If it exists. That would be sweet. Okay, uh, now let music. Me know. <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. It's just yes. called Two Brothers is the name of the podcast. If this was a boring show, I don't, I don't even know. We're, it's been a while since we didn't have um, a ton of pop culture to throw in here. <laughs> I'm James. I'm Marcus. You can reach us at IJC2BS at gmail.com to drop us a line. Um, tweet at us on Twattertown, as the Usador says, at, mm-hmm. <laughs> at IJC2B. Excellent. And I uh, blog every day at MarcusHarwell.com. <laughs>